Welcome back to the Talking Nerds, the podcast where we discuss Marvel, DC, Star Wars, and other current topics in nerdum. My name's Nate, and I'm with Nick and Tim. Good evening. Hey. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Tim's got the beer of the episode today, so Tim, why don't you bring it out? All right. And show us what you got. I have. Oh my! Literally, Half my Acre favorite Brewing. beer. Is it really? I love that beer. I've never had this beer. I was looking through <laughs> the, no uh, the storied halls of Jewel Osco, trying to think of something that would be original and the road less traveled, and I picked your favorite beer. It's the Middle Earth beer. Yeah, it looks like half, you're right. Acre. It does. It yeah, like, Half Acre. Like it's beer. a Chicago brewery, um, and. Bodum is the name of the beer. B O D E M. It actually also <laughs> happens to be one of the ones that's chilled. So you're welcome. Uh, oh. What'd you, you say? You got it from Jewel Osco? Jewel Osco. Yep. I love this beer. It's a hazy IPA. Or no, sorry. This is not a hazy. It's just a regular IPA, but it's just it goes down so smooth. It's so good. I tried my best, Nick, to find something that was not IPA, but Nick, it's like that's all they sell there. You've tried this one before, right? I, I have had this before. Yeah, it's good. Cheers. Don't spill it on your laptop. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Surprise, surprise. Oh, yeah. That's oh. good. Oh, man. I haven't had this in so long. Thank you, Tim. That's a good one. Is it bad that I spilled <clears throat> a tiny bit of foam on the uh, the microphone? <laughs> not on the microphone, but on like a little screen. Oh, the screen protector thingy. No, it's probably you fine. You probably spit on it. Every yeah, time. that's true. You spit that's when you point. talk. You just so. don't see it. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Well, uh, that's pretty good. Last time we talked about Lord of the Rings going back to IMAX. Hold on. Oh, what's this? The festivities are not over yet. Oh my gosh, he's got more beer. <laughs> more beer. Donuts. Donuts. Donuts, yes. Hostess. Donuts. And something that can be thrown across the room. Oh. Nutty buddies. Nutty oh, buddies. Yeah. I love nutty buddies. I can't resist when I see these on the shelf. Yeah, those are good. I We grew up eating those. And I think... I think I they get the changed open, the recipe because it doesn't taste as good it. as it did when I was a kid. It still tastes good. It just doesn't taste as good as it used to be. I feel like they changed the recipe a little bit. Well, <clears throat> there are off-brands. According too. to my mom, yeah. the original Nutty Buddy was actually that uh, ice cream cone that was like, it was vanilla ice cream dipped in chocolate and then dipped in nuts. Hmm. Um, and what is now called a Nutty Buddy by Little Debbie is actually Little what Debbie. used to be like the Kex bar. So it should be a case of uh, what's that one theory called where case of the Mondays? Am I right? Hookshot. <laughs> <laughs> what's that theory it's called where, where something you think something was called something else? Lob. Oh, the <laughs> the Mephisto effect. <laughs> no. The it's the guy from South Man, Africa. No, not Man. Mandela? The Mandela effect. Mandela. Yes. Yes. Everybody like thinks that... Looney Tunes uh, was spelled differently? Yeah. Everybody thinks that um, Vader said, Luke, I am your father, but he says, no, I am your I father. I am your father, yeah. Yep. Hmm. Not like a naughty boy. I thought he said, no, Luke, I am your father. He's, no, he didn't say Luke in there. He, just he says never no. says Luke. Uh, he told me you killed him. No, I am your father. Yeah. Uh, Guess we'll have to watch that again soon. And set the record straight. I have not you know, watched those in a while. You know, one um, one of those cases, I had an argument with someone over the line in The Fellowship of the Ring where Gandalf is hanging on to the edge of the, the bridge of Khazad-dûm. Yep. And right before he falls, he says, fly, you fools. You're right. Someone someone was like, no, he says, run, you fools. No. And. What? He, he does say, fly, you fools, but there is one. He says, fly, you fools, for sure. But there is one version. I don't I don't know if it was the theatrical or if it was the book or, or something out there that actually does say, run, you fools. 
I don't know what it is. Does the book say that, Tim? Han, you fool, and get to the shop. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't. I don't remember from the book. It's to, hard when you have a tenor's honest. voice to do Arnold Schwarzenegger. It really mm. is. I don't remember, to be honest. But in the movie, it's definitely Fly You Fools. And somebody made a theory that he meant get on the Eagles and fly to Mordor, which would have solved everything. <laughs> but, oh well. Also, we we talk about Star Wars literally every podcast without... It's always brought up, no matter what. Um, but anyways, well, yeah, we already are on the topic of Lord of the Rings. Uh, last time we talked about it coming to IMAX, we did see the first one in theaters in IMAX, which was cool because I had never seen it in theaters. But it definitely was a little over or underwhelming, I thought. The sound was really good. And then we were planning to go see the other two, which were showing back-to-back on Saturday. But somehow, I don't know whose idea this was, but they were going to show The Return of the King before <laughs> The Two Towers. Well, I think they came out on Friday, so that was, those were just the Saturday hours. But yeah, like, Return of the King was in like one at two o'clock in the afternoon, and then Two Towers was at seven fifteen. I'm like, we can't yeah. do that. Like, just just switch them. Nah. <laughs> <clears throat> but it was cool. I it's just the thing is, it was so it was remastered to 4K, but I think it was meant for like 4K TVs, not for a movie theater projector, because it 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 looked like a 2000s. 2001 movie <laughs> you know you could, you could see all of the filming mistakes where they use right. puppets Pup, or yeah puppets and all that or people not speaking when they should have been yeah. speaking or like and it just kind of looked going. like a little blurry you know it just wasn't high def obviously i mean i kind of was looking forward we didn't end up going to see two towers or return of the king in theaters but i was <clears throat> really looking forward to seeing Aylmer's sword fall out of its sheet <laughs> um, on the big silver screen <laughs> Gold. Wait, silver screen? Well, the silver is that what is that theater? The movies? big screen, the silver screen. Either way, it's talking about cinema. Hmm. Yeah, you're right. You're right. But yeah, so it was kind of underwhelming, but it was still cool. I'm glad we did it. But yeah. Well, Tim wanted to talk about the Redwall series, these books, and I'm like, we're never gonna be able to talk about the Redwall series because. It's not relevant like to today's topics, but Tim, you lucked out because Netflix is actually developing a Redwall animated movie. Oh, really? And they're going to be doing a Martin the Warrior spinoff series as well. Hmm. So they're going to be pulling the material directly from the books. If well, I'm sure they will, but if they're it's like also animated, which is kind of cool. Material, I'd actually, that makes sense. It. <laughs> animated. <laughs> it's animated, Brian, not CGI. Unless Brian Jakes is involved, and then. Brian he's, Jakes is dead. He's dead. He died in like 2011. Mm. I thought it was earlier than that. I thought it was I like the 90s. That. Actually, it might have been 2012. It was sometime when I was in college. And that oh, was it could have been 2009 to 2013. I I literally with well, others uh, other brother Zach and I were talking about it. I think we looked it up, but I don't remember. But yeah, so there you go, Tim. We gotta get Netflix again so he can watch Redwall. <laughs> So that's kind of fun. But, um, yeah, uh, so that's happening. Um, Tom Holland. <laughs> so you know how all these, all these rumors of all this stuff going on with Spider-Man 3, you know, like Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield's coming back. And Willem Dafoe. And Willem Dafoe and all that stuff. And you know how Tom Holland is the worst at keeping secrets. He's always telling everything that's going on, and they usually don't even let him see the script and who he's acting with. But, like, so many rumors have confirmed that they're coming – well – I guess it was, it's always been rumors. It's not actually been confirmed that Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield are coming back. But <laughs> Tom Holland's like, no, they're not coming back. He's like, definitely not happening. <laughs> like, I don't believe you, Tom Holland. Unless he just can't keep a secret, he's lying in order to... Well, yeah, I don't know. Maybe they're just like, they finally cracked down on him. It's like, Tom, you need to stop. <laughs> no, no, I think it's possible that instead of taking the approach of let's be as secret as possible um, and not allow anything to leak. It's like you purposefully leak all kinds of false rumors so that the truth actually gets swallowed up in the middle of that. Um, yeah. So yeah, he could, you could, you could leak all kinds of stuff, but there's so much supposedly being leaked right now. And so many supposed actors 
um, that are involved in the project, at this point, anytime I hear it, like the, the next thing that comes up in the news, like such and such an actor is, was seen, you know, near the set or something like that, I'm just like, well, what else is new? It seems like everyone's going to be on, <laughs> on that project. Hey, I'm here for it. No matter what it is. I'm like, just saying if that's a tactic for keeping the beans from being spilled it's pretty good tactic actually yeah that's true i guess yeah over like overthrowing things at you rather than under Mm -hmm. but also you're going to kind of be disappointed when you somebody you actually wanted that was rumored isn't in it you know like charlie cox uh who plays daredevil he's rumored to be on it too in it however i think i really do think andrew garfield and this is why I don't believe Tom Holland is because uh, what's his face? The guy who played Doc Ock in Spider-Man 2 is actually confirmed to be in it. He's in the cast. He's confirmed. And Jamie Foxx. Alfred Fox, Molina? Really? Yes. And Jamie Foxx's Electro from the Amazing Spider-Man series is confirmed Which, and casted. I didn't like that villain as much. But why did, why did he do that one? That's not the good one. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Uh, it's better than it's better than their their hobgoblin or green goblin from that series. You mean they should have brought lizard? You mean Harry? Yeah, Harry, but he was supposed to be green goblin because he killed Gwen Stacy. Poor Peter Parker. Poor Peter Parker. Hey, I I'd, I'd like lizard. He was actually pretty scary. Yeah, he was one of the better ones. Yeah. Um. But anyway, so if they're confirmed to be in it, unless they're just like it's a multiverse thing where like their character also is the same in this, just like they did with J. Jonah Jameson, because he's also in the MCU as J. Jonah Jameson. It's uh, what's the actor's name? Same guy, the farmer's insurance guy. Yeah, J.K. Simmons. So I mean, it could be that, but I feel like they're gonna do a live. Just because of how well Into the Spider-Verse did for Sony, they're probably just banking off of that. Oh, or, hey, you remember when... Wait, when I found... Sorry. You go ahead. Um, the, the woman who, who plays um, Agnes on WandaVision yeah. did the voice of the female Doc Ock yeah. in uh, mm-hmm. Into the Spider-Verse. Oh, yeah. yeah. She looks like her, too. For sure. Like the I think Yeah, I think they did it. They made it based off of her appearance wise um well, she's not gonna be able, yeah i mean she wouldn't be able to play that character now well i mean there's a male doc ock so yeah. who was the voice of kingpin in that one i don't remember usually they tend to choose big name actors for those kinds of roles yeah but do you guys remember so when tom Hall or spider-man sony was taken him back and he almost after far from home they took back spider-man you know he was almost not going to be in the MCU anymore. Remember that? I do, yeah. What if their deal with Marvel then was to make a Spider-Verse movie where all the Sony characters came in? Possibly. So maybe that's what's happening here. By the way, Kingpin was Liev Schreiber. He was the guy who oh, played... Oh, uh, Liev Schreiber. Yeah, he was Sabretooth. Sabretooth um, yeah. <laughs> the best X-Men movie of all time. X-Men <laughs> Origins X-Men Wolverine. I just watched that two days ago. Yeah. With... Uh, Ryan Reynolds. Yeah, yikes. Tim, you would actually like this fact. Tim, you saw that movie, right? X-Men Origins Wolverine? Yeah. You remember the helicopter scene where he's jumping off of the helicopter and it explodes behind him? Yeah. That valley is, um, I believe it's the same valley. It's in, I think, Two Towers. It's the same filming location in New Zealand. It's somewhere in New, I think it might have been Helm's Deep. And that, that's a cool fact. That is really cool. It's a good. It's a good valley. It's also, it, was, <laughs> it was also the subject of a uh, corridor crew, not a sponsor. Um, episode. I don't even know who that is. Corridor Digital. They're a VFX channel on YouTube. Uh, I I watch them too. They're really good. Um, they like do breakdowns of VFX shots from movies. They were just saying stuff. that when the helicopter crash lands, it's just like if you put it in slow motion, it looks really fake. Yeah. Like really fake. Like they literally took the yeah, image and just like pulled it toward them without actually making the thing turn at all. Right. Yeah. <laughs> well, you got to remember, 
like a lot of those things are just it's not that they couldn't make it better it's just they didn't have the time or the budget to make it look better like some of those schedules for vfx artists is like you know like unreasonably fast and so it's like you got to make it the best you can but like sometimes you can't finish what you were starting you know mm-hmm. and you just got to get it out well hopefully with covid and all this time they've had hopefully these next movies that are coming out are, will look better yeah i'm just happy that all these warner brother movies are going right to hbo max like mortal Kombat. did you guys watch the mortal Kombat trailer i didn't i've never played mortal Kombat, or actually i have once i suck at it but uh it looks pretty cool actually it's it's our it's our rated. There's a lot of blood, I think, but from the trailer, there was a lot of blood. But it looks pretty cool. Goes right on HBO Max, so I don't have to pay extra for it. So I'll probably watch it. Neither does Tim. Yeah, neither does Tim, but he <laughs> seems to watch stuff on it a lot. You're not gonna let this go. The last thing <laughs> I watched on it was Chernobyl. everybody knows now. Yeah, because I told them. Okay, here's the thing. We're a little salty because we were watching Chernobyl. We watched the first episode, and then Tim decided to watch the last four and didn't even tell us. So it's like, you went on my HBO Max to watch it, which I don't care you that you watched it on my HBO Max. <laughs> but the fact that you watched it without us kind of hurts a little, Tim. I had watched episodes one through three. It's under my feet. Um, I, had watched, I had watched episodes one through three before I suggested that we watch it as a group. So, uh-huh. You tell me you never watched it before. I don't remember this. You a liar. Maybe I'm misremembering, but... I'm kidding. I, if nothing else, had seen most of the key moments on YouTube um, in clips, not knowing at the time that it was a... a Chernobyl show but it was an HBO Max show what's this show about Um, I don't know it's it's very it's very well filmed and well acted and well written it Um, is very good and it's got it's definitely one of HBO's best you know I spoiled Endgame for myself before I watched it how so I knew Black Widow was died before I saw it spoiler alert yeah if you have not watched Endgame (laughs) You live under a rock. <laughs> I just rewatched the last battle scene in the game, and I still cried when Tony died. Every single time I've watched it, I bawled my eyes up. <laughs> it's so emotional. They just the music, and they just do it really well. Like with Rhodey, and then Spider Man, and then uh, Pepper. Ah, it's so good. So and it, then you see Tony or uh, Steve and one of Thor the uh, one of the one of the really cool things that I like to do is um, to listen to the soundtracks that a single artist, like a single uh, composer mm-hmm. produces and look for the similarities between the tone and style of the things that they write. Uh, Hans Zimmer is, is pretty notable for that. Um, Every time I hear Hans Zimmer, I think of Hans What's Hans Gruber? Hans Gruber <laughs> from Die Hard. Um, well, <clears throat> James Horner does very similar things. There's there's a lot of tonal similarity between um, Avatar and Titanic, actually. Um, but notably here, Alan Silvestri is the one who wrote the um, real hero track from the Endgame soundtrack, which is what's playing... Um, right after he dies, and right around the the mm-hmm. speech that he's giving. Yeah, I know which one um, you're It's unbelievably similar to the main theme of Castaway, the movie, because he did both of those soundtracks. Like hmm. you lay them side by side, and they're almost identical. Yeah. Did I hear that Disney Plus or Marvel are are going to start making some animated? Marvel series. Well, what if is animated? Okay, maybe I was thinking of what if because they can bring back characters like mm-hmm. Iron Man and Captain America who have died, but they can still have the same actors. Also, for Secret Invasion, they're probably going to bring back some character like Steve Rogers or um, 
Well, I, I guess that wouldn't really make sense because everybody knows they're dead. So be like, what are you doing here? <laughs> Scrolls disguised as Steve Rogers or Tony Stark. I'm really sad Tony's gone. Like, he's the best character in the MCU. Oh, well. Um, did you guys watch the new Snyder Cut trailer? Yes. Yes. Oh, my gosh. I don't know how to feel about it. <laughs> it looks really good. And here's why. Because the first one was obviously really bad. Really bad. But in this one, it looks like they're going more into the nightmare universe, a nightmare vision that, that Bruce Wayne had, you know? What if they're doing, because it's four hours long, what if the Justice League lose and Flash has to go back in time to fit to get like a redo on it? Because, because, okay, like so this game? is, so you know the Injustice series, right? Yeah. It's where Lois Lane gets killed by the Joker and Superman goes berserk and kills everybody. That's what it looks like because, you know, Superman takes get he's like a dictator. All the the soldiers have the Superman symbol and he like rips Bruce his mask off and he's like glaring at him and he's like about to kill him. So what if Lois gets killed? Which I think why that, that makes the whole Flash thing where he's like Lois is the key. It makes it all more sense because what if they lose? Lois dies. Superman goes berserk, takes over the world, all that blah, blah, blah. And then Flash com- has to go back to tell Bruce Lois is – he probably tried, failed, and then had to tell Bruce Lois is the key so he can save so Lois. He can save Lois right? But how would Darkseid fit into all this? Well, I mean – so here's the thing. I think Steppenwolf, because the trailer shows a little bit more, Steppenwolf, which also, by the way, he looks way better – than he did in the the original just cut. When did he Justice League come out? Yeah. <laughs> the original Justice League was 2017. 2017, yeah. So two years before Endgame. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So the whole thing about going back in time to right the wrongs of the past because you lose is not copied from Endgame. No, it's not. Well, that's also that's just important. the Flash does that all the time. Okay. In but. the comics, so. But it's just a coincidental Flashpoint. similarity between the two. The Flashpoint comic. Um. No, but so in the trailer at one point, Steppenwolf is kneeling to decide who's decide is uh, um, the right hand man of Darkseid. And he's like pleading. So what if Steppenwolf was one of Darkseid's like high ranking officers who got kicked off and now he's trying to make up for that. And then he gets killed. And then Darkseid has to come in and do it himself, fight the, the Justice League. Something like that, I feel like, would happen. Fine. I'll do it myself. I'll do it myself. <laughs> uh, Granny Goodness is also one of his – she's a grandma. <laughs> she's also – he's all. she is one of his high-ranking officers, so she's also in it. You could see her in the trailer next to the right – or to the left of Darkseid. What's her um, deal? She's basically this terrifying grandma who uh, trains the soldiers of uh, Apocalypse. So We interrupt your regularly scheduled programming <laughs> to bring you a marvel aside. So if Thanos dips his hand into the Infinity Gauntlet, Gauntlet and says, fine, I'll do it myself, if he has that, why does he have to force the dwarves of Nidvalir to make him one? Mic drop. Well, I think that was probably earlier then. Yeah, probably ha- happened earlier because the dwarf, uh, whatever his name is, he didn't say when. Yeah, he didn't say when it happened. So he could have been there for a long time. Probably. After Thanos had already come. I don't know. It didn't seem like he was getting it from a mold like Thor did with Stormbreaker. Um it was like inside of a vault because you can hear all the uh, the levers being retracted. Well, yeah. I remember seeing a another Infinity Gauntlet there on that star that was just sitting on the on the desk or whatever you know the workshop table. Yeah, but then Hela later on walks through and she tips it over and says, "She said that was fake. a fake." Yeah, I don't know, Tim. I'm not sure. That's that's a good question though. <clears throat> plot hole. Plot hole. 
there's another thing too, uh, where you remember when dark side from two, 2014 dark side destroys after Hulk snaps Remember, And then 2014, Thanos, not dark side. Sorry. Dark side. <laughs> 2014 like, Thanos comes 2014? in, you know, and destroys the Avengers headquarters, you know, and everything. And then Tony picks up Cap and he says, time travel tends to mess with you. And then he says, you'll see. Like he knows that already. Who said that again? On, Tony says that. He says, time travel tends to mess tends to mess back with you or something. And then he says, you'll see. And you can kind of look at his face and it looks kind of like he, like something weary, you know, like something happened to him. And so Wait, there's a theory going around that. Which movie is this? Endgame. This is right, right before Thanos nuked the facility. No, after. Or after. And they're in the rubble, and he like picks him up, and then they go out to Thor, and Thor's watching Thanos, and he's like, yeah, yeah. what's he doing? Nothing. And he's like, it's a trap. He's like, I don't care. He's like, as long as we're all on the same page, you know, right before that. Right before that. So there's a theory going around that Tony, when he – um. So, you remember when him and Steve go back to 1970 to get the more the more of those pin particles? He meets his dad. And he meets his dad. They're saying so he picked up four Steve grabbed four of those pin particle tubes. And they need only needed two. So there were two left over. So there is a theory um that Tony made more trips and ran into Kang the Conqueror. And because King the Conqueror is going to be in the next um, next Ant Man and the Wasp movie called Quantum Mania, and so he, there's a theory going around. I can't remember all the details exactly, but there's a theory going around that he ran into King the Conqueror um, and had to deal with him because oh, I remember now he was going back to way back to like the 13th century or whatever, the earliest one where the reality stone was, remember? Remember that, where the reality stone was? And he was going to try to get it there, and he ran into King the Conqueror there and had to fight him off or something like that. The The theory was a lot better than I'm explaining it, but he, it, that would be a cool tie-in to how King comes in and learns about the Avengers and such. Because he's for sure confirmed to be the villain of Quantumania. So that'd be pretty cool. Anyways, back out of the looking glass. Back out of, back to DC. Back um, to Snyder cut. Um, yeah, so I it's think that'd be right, Tim. <laughs> <laughs> not everybody's a sponsor. You gotta um, make it clear. So that would be cool then if it was the nightmare universe, ac- the nightmare world actually happened, and Barry Allen had to go back and reverse it because there's also a point in the trailer where Barry's in this like wind tunnel thing. You kind of see all this this wind blowing by him, and some people are saying that could be the speed force. So there might be some time travel involved in this movie, which would be cool. It would add a lot more to the plot. I think it would be better that way. Um, also, I'm not sure how to feel about Joker. <laughs> Joker is in it. Uh, it's Jared Leto Batman. Joker. Batman. We live in a society. That's a meme, which is kind of funny that they're using that. And he remember, and there's one point where he says difference, but he says difference, like he's like lisping. And so someone thinks, oh, you know, his face is kind of bloody in the trailer. What if Batman like just punched all his teeth out right before that? <laughs> so he's like difference, and he can't really talk because his teeth are gone. The Ben Affleck Batman was a lot more violent, I feel. Than yeah, he kills people. Yeah. He's much does greater. He kill yeah, he killed. That's yeah, true. I mean, in that he, big fight. Yeah. In the, in the he slammed a guy's face into the ground. <laughs> He pushed, and I think he, he used a what, gun. What did he grab a guy too. through a he concrete used, wall? He well, he's got machine guns. Guys. He's also got machine guns on his Batmobile too. What well, to so. kill the uh, the wind? Well, no, it's before that. Remember in Batman v Superman? <laughs> I'll kill her. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know. But I think he looks. It's probably the best bat suit though. He looks really good as Batman. When he's up in the corner of the house, um, in the very first appearance of Ben Affleck as Batman, um, the Wayne Manor, you mean? No, no, no. When he's terrorizing that guy, um, 
in the opening sequences of Batman vs. Superman. Where he's kind of like in the corner. That was the first time I saw a Batman and I was like, well, this is like, I mean, I'm not like actually scared of it, but this is intimidating or whatever. Right. It's not, it looks like the dark. It's man. not scary to me, but it has the capacity to be frightening. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, you didn't get that with Nolan's Batman. Not that Nolan's Batman was bad. He was cool. He made Batman cool. Yeah. Not that he wasn't cool. I before, love the Dark Knight movies, but he played. It was a really good Batman, but man, that it was, was less like, comic booky. Yeah. Christian Bale played book-y. a good Bruce Wayne. Yes, I agree. The, he was much more. Well, it's interesting. Pardon me while I think out loud. <laughs> I think that. Um, oh, you're talking. You have thinking out loud. Sorry. Um, the difference between difference uh that's how joker says it difference bruce wayne's persona and batman's persona in the nolan films was different than different from the difference between um batman's persona and bruce wayne's persona in um ben affleck's version yeah, Ben Affleck was too serious. He wasn't really a good playboy. Well, he was also no, an older that's Bruce the thing. Wayne, too. I mean, the circumstances sure. are different to some degree. Um, you're not fighting the same thing, or Bruce Wayne wasn't fighting the same thing as Bruce Wayne as he was as Batman. Mm-hmm. Um, because Bruce Wayne is the, well, he's not the genius um, billionaire playboy philanthropist that Tony, Tony Stark, Stark is, is. but... Um, he has that kind of like rich person, um, too rich to ever, um, sympathize with the masses kind of feel to him that Ben Affleck's Batman doesn't. Yeah. Um, I don't know. He's much more of a brooding Batman than nolan's batman ever or christian bale's batman ever was well he's also been batman for 20 years yeah it it presents a different dynamic it's a much more seasoned and cynical batman yeah um than the idealistic young version i think ben affleck could have been a great batman if he was given a better script maybe yes yep because he looked great he and he was bat really good batman and i I, mean, I think we were just not. We were so used to or to um, Christian, Bale. Christian Bale at the time, where we didn't accept him right away. But looking back, he he looks great. And, well, and like he sits down and he lets. I just didn't like lets, Alfred. He lets Diana movie. Prince just like put his shoulder back into socket, <laughs> and it's just like, well, here we are again. You know, how many times has this happened in my life? Enough times where it's just like. <sighs> get it over with <laughs> yeah like he's been batman for long enough that he's dealt with dislocated limbs before um the bruises the the contusions it's just yeah facts Ma- of life michael Kane was the better alfred too for sure. yeah i mean this guy i just... don't know i kind of like the more involved alfred he's not he's... as butlerish but yeah i don't know you've got the, uh... well, the comics he was very butlerish but he also helped well, yeah, he was a military vet, so yeah. like he knew uh, how to do all that stuff. <laughs> Alfred from the he comics pushes in is the keyboard, awesome. and like the joysticks yeah. just come out. Yeah. And he's like, "All right, I got this." <laughs> you know who the best Alfred is? Batman the Animated Series Alfred. <laughs> That's the one with the little mustache. Yep. Yeah. Oh, I love Batman the Animated Series. Ugh, it's so good. I'm watching Batman Beyond right now. Yeah, I love. Batman. <laughs> I've just I've never gotten into the animated series. Yeah, it's good. It's really good. Everything nineties is, is good. <laughs> For those kind of superhero genres. Um <laughs> Jumanji I'm, is good. Yeah. <laughs> Home Alone is good. <laughs> actually nineties is great in and in general for anything film. Um I am interested to see how Andy Circus does as Alfred. <laughs> For uh he's Battinson's huh. Alfred. Interesting. Andy Circus, really? Yeah. So is DC planning on taking Robert Pattinson's Batman as their their canon Batman? No, he's gonna have a trilogy and that's it. Hmm. So back in uh DC 
Um, Assuming the first one goes well. Yeah. So uh, DC gonna- Fandom, it was their event, big event last year, and they officially announced, they said everything in uh, every single movie, TV show, everything that DC has put out matters in terms of continuity. It all is is canon. So no matter what it is, it's just an alternate universe. That's what they're calling it. So this is just going to be an alternate universe Batman. And Zack Snyder's universe is his own thing, you know? So the DCEU could try to do a multiverse and bring an alternate. Well, that's what I'm saying is they that they're doing a Flash movie, so they might do that. And it's got Michael Keaton Batman in it. <laughs> that Flash movie has got Michael Keaton Batman and Ben Affleck Batman both in the same movie. George Clooney. Yeah. <laughs> you could bring him back. <laughs> Why I don't not? I think I've ever actually seen the George Bring Clooney back Nipple Batman. Batman. <laughs> he could be like old man Batman. Well, I think uh a lot of people want Michael Keaton to be old man Bruce Wayne for Batman Beyond, yeah, which would be kind of cool. But they're saying he'll be kind of like the Nick Fury of the DCEU. So. You don't want to get too formulaic. Yeah. True. That's why they're saying everything matters. So, like, you can literally do anything and, like, you can just call it an Elseworld. So, I'm really excited for the Robert Pattinson movies though. I think it looks really good. So Um, but yeah, anyways, so we'll see how Joker is in that movie. <laughs> It'll I don't be know. his uh second chance. Yeah. He's got really long hair and it's greasy. But it's the nightmare the nightmare. Is it world. like greasy and green? Yeah. He's got rid of all his tattoos too. Yeah, he's still got his teardrop on. Yeah, I think he might have painted over some of them or something. Yeah. I don't know. But anyways, into WandaVision. I mean, a lot we, is we, happening. Not, no, not much actually happened. Well, this, okay, uh, so again, episode. this is spoiler alert for episodes six and seven now. They both were probably the best episodes so far. I would say so. I like. I would say six. episode six was the best. Episode seven really didn't advance it much, except for right. Agnes. Agnes, who we all knew she was going to be Agatha Harkness, but she is, so that's uh, confirmed. It, it was I didn't almost know like that we, because I didn't know who she was. Okay, well, we all knew it was who, coming. That yeah. it was almost not that exciting because that's what I'm saying. Okay, so episode six was really good. The '90s theme episode. A couple things about it I liked. One, what the the kids got their powers. Uh, which was really cool. Billy got Wanda's powers. Tommy has Quicksilver's powers, which is really cool. Speed and Wiccan. Speed and Wiccan. But here's the thing. So I, they were setting up Quicksilver really well, where we all thought he was kind of Mephisto, right? There was all the devil, you know, go cause hell, you little demon spawns, you know, like those kind of things. There's all these little different references. The way he was looking at people, like, was creepy to the Wait, kids. He styled his hair. Right. Boy, and it's like subtle, though, because... If he's only been bewitched, um, and he's been well, we'll get to that. Uh, Agnes the whole time, really. Um, that's like two layers deep inception, um, in the minds of fans that like you, know, you drop hints about Mephisto, but you're actually it's it's a total con. Well, that's what I'm saying. Okay, so yeah, so there's all these different things. First of all, they said Pietro Maximoff as himself, but they didn't say it in the credits, in the opening credits. You know, they said Wanda, Maximoff, you know, Vision. They, like, named all the characters for the episode. But then when it showed Pietro's, it says Pietro Maximoff as himself. Like, he's this celebrity guest star, you know? They didn't say Quicksilver. They didn't say Quicksilver, but it's, like, kind of, like, as himself, like, a little nod to it. It's not really Quicksilver. They did, like... When he was sleeping on the couch at the very beginning, Billy didn't want to wake him because Billy has telepathic abilities. He's like, there's something not right about him. But he was like, obviously, like, knew that the kids were talking about him, but he was pretending to snore still. Like, he's being mischievous. He scared Wanda at the door. When Billy was talking, breaking the fourth wall, talking to the camera about his parents were fighting, you could see Pietro looking at the kid, you know, like, also breaking the fourth wall. So there's all these little hints, like, this is an, an intruder, an imposter, you know? Trying to get rid of Vision, too, throughout the whole episode. Like, trying to take his place as the dad, you know? This could just be... This could be nothing, but his the way he speeds or the way he runs is not like he does in X-Men. Right, right. 
Yep, it's a little it's a little off. Like they don't know the character. They don't know this person. Another w- w- reference to that was, he's like, I died in a like a chump in the street. He died a hero, protecting H- Hawkeye and the kid. He wouldn't just say, I died like a chump in the street. So that's kind of like he's making fun of the way Pietro died, you know? And he knew Vision died twice, but Vision died after Pietro died. So there's all these little things, right? And so that's what I'm like trying to make a point of is like they set him up like this big bad. And now we know Agatha Harkness did everything in episode seven. We, well, at least we assume she might be the big bad. Maybe she's not. Was she manipulating an actual person or was it just like projections? But that's the thing. They showed like her purple magic. Like they like went through every episode showing all the things she did. And one of them was her sitting in the front lawn and you could see Pietro not doing the doorbell, you know, and there's her purple magic like pushing him forward. Maybe that's just like trying to throw us off somehow that she was manipulating Pietro as well. And maybe also she didn't actually know what Pietro looked like. So she just kind of pulled a random Quicksilver and like said, this is what he looked like. She doesn't know Pietro very well. So she's like doing all these random things, but they're wrong, you know, and Wanda obviously knows there's and something off about him. Obviously Pietro is not there by Wanda's doing. Right. And yeah, that's another thing. She wasn't lying to Vision when she said, I'm not doing all this. So maybe, yeah. I don't know. I'm just a little like, ugh, that's kind of disappointing. That Snooper's it was going just, to snoop. Yeah, Snooper's going to snoop. That was kind of funny at the end. Like, what's his role to play in this next, in these next two episodes? You and know? That, I don't know that that was actually Harkness, though. Because if she's down in the basement in the process of doing who knows what to Wanda, she's not focused on bewitching Quicksilver. Pietro? Yeah. Yeah. Well, who's this husband, Ralph, that we keep hearing about and we don't actually see ever? Maybe he's Mephisto and like her her actual like boss. Like Ralph Harkness? I don't the know. The devil's named Ralph. <laughs> I always knew it. <laughs> um, Voldemort was played by a guy named Ralph Tedder. Ralph Fiennes. Pronounced yeah. Rafe, but Ugh. close enough. It's spelled the same. Okay. Um, Bit of a stretch. But yeah, let's go through a couple things. First, each we kind of just figured out now that each commercial break, that each all those little commercial breaks represent different traumatic points in Wanda's life. So we got the Stark toaster that has the beeping light that goes faster. That's the Stark bomb that almost blew off when they were 10 years old, but it didn't. What was that yogurt thing? We'll get to that. (laughs) Um, There was the Strucker watch. Strucker was the Hydra leader who experimented on Wanda and Pietro and made them who they are with their superpowers. The Hydra soap, that was kind of referenced in the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. TV show that uh, Agent Coulson talks about it, but it's like a mind-wiping thing, so it's kind of like Hydra mind-wiped the twins to think that the Avengers were bad, all that stuff. Mm. Then you have Lagos white or uh, paper towels. That's Lagos. It's a cleanup message that you didn't that you know you didn't mean to cause um and then beginning of civil war right beginning of civil war and now we have the yo magic which is this shark who's like bro who's quicksilver giving this telling this kid who represents wanda that you need magic to survive and she can't and so we kind of and so the little boy withers and dies right because he can't eat the magic or whatever and so it's like you can't live on magic alone. And we kind of get into that now in this episode seven where Wanda is like depressed or not her like powers are getting weird and changing things. And that probably explains the, the medicine and the right. latest one. Which is, I yeah, it's kind of like obvious. It's like a 2000s thing. All we see is these like medication ads, you know, so it's kind of like depression, you know, ads. Talk about that kind of with Wanda here. Um. So yeah, those are that was really genius the way they did all these commercial breaks. I like that. I I was reading articles about how, you know, up until these last couple episodes, they thought maybe the commercials were representing the Infinity Stones. Yeah. Which they well, I think it's kind of stretch through the first four, but yeah. You know, it's also an interesting subtlety about that is whenever you have commercials 
generally breaking into a TV show, um, it's like, especially if it's if it's a fictional TV show like this one is, um, the commercials are like a dose of reality because the products themselves actually exist. You're not watching something fictional. And so while the show, what's going on on the actual show is an illusion, um, the commercials breaking in are the facts of reality of Wanda's experience. Yeah. Um, which underlie what's going on behind her and what are primarily affecting her. Yeah. Also, is the the lady who's in the commercials, is that the same lady every time? Mm-hmm. And the guy, too. Yeah. There's a lady and a guy who are the same every time. I wonder if they're just random people. I or think they're they just extras, just... yeah. Um, another thing in episode six, the, the other Halloween costumes were the actual comic book costumes, which is a really cool Easter egg. Uh, going along with the Halloween theme, where did all these children come from, right? They were kind of Quicksilver or Pietro was also kind of like, where'd you hide all these children this whole time? Right? What if there was a, a theory going around? What if these children are actually dead people that she brought back to life? And she's like puppeting all these dead people. Does she actually know magic? Yeah, her powers are magic. No, I mean, based. you mean Harkness, not. Oh, Hark. Oh, Harkness I meant. Or Ma- I mean, or I guess it could be Harkness in that instance. Because Harkness, yeah. I think Harkness is in control of far more than she lets on. Yes. Um, We're going to see a lot more of that probably. In the comics, she's. Yeah, you're just surprised that I'm saying this. <laughs> um, in the comics, she's the one that actually teaches Scarlet Witch to do actual proper magic in certain points yeah she um, she kind of acts point, like she's pretending to be good but she's actually at this not. point wanda doesn't know actual magic she just has her powers she just has her powers that are derived from the mind stone right um and so yeah she can create illusions and um she can you know do what she did to tony stark and uh thor and mm-hmm. Captain America and get inside their minds. But her powers seem to be them. expanding or growing for sure. But, yeah. I mean, you're departing from illusions um, and, you know, bridging the gap into actual real magic when you reanimate a person's body. Well, we know um, people can learn magic because Stephen Strange learned magic. So by being a normal human. Now it makes me it makes me wonder here if um, Wanda's really in control like she thinks she is. Um, if Maybe she were in, certain in control, points, yeah. why did that basement exist without her knowledge? Um, there's so much of this where she's walking around discovering things. How can she really be the architect of something like that? And perhaps Harkness is the real architect. Well, I think that's what and they were going for at the end. Manipulating. Um, I think that's what they said because Wanda. it said Agatha did it all. That they had the whole yeah, thing inside. Ag- Which is to say Wanda. that did Wanda herself, on her own volition, go in and steal Vision's body, or did was she bewitched to do that by Harkness? And I don't think. Because, I well, hope they explain well, that. The reason I say that is because. She doesn't possess the power, supposedly right now, at least by her powers coming from the Mind Stone, to actually reanimate Vision. But Harkness does. Yeah. Maybe they will expand her powers somehow. So I heard a, I a, a theory about this um, uh, Hayward, the director Hayward, about how he is trying to create these LMDs, the life model decoys, mm-hmm. um, where you, you, you take, I guess... You have reached the life model decoy of Tony Stark. <laughs> yeah, so that's why he's trying to get his hands on Vision in order to create some LMD mm. with with Vision. Yeah. Huh. I guess that would make sense. It's urgent. Then leave it urgently. <laughs> um. Yeah, so... <laughs> Agatha also killed the dog, which was really sad. We all knew she did it. Yeah, and she laughed about it. Too. I know she's malicious. That was that was pretty sad. Uh, 
there also in her basement there was that book and so that book's called the dark hold in the comics and it was actually in uh uh dr strange's the 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 library in uh where is it yeah. tibet yeah that library that that uh in hong the hong kong <laughs> no not hong kong which one was it egypt no not egypt there are three of those. Um, what are they called? Strongholds or whatever. Magisterium. No. No, I just can't think. Of Gosh, what the heck? There's three. There's one in New York. There's one in Hong Kong, and there's a third one. New York. Sanctorum. 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 Yes. Sanctum Sanctorum. You know what that means, yes. right? Yeah. Sanctuary. <laughs> Holy of Holies is what it means. Oh. Sanctum. Pulling a little from scripture there. Means um, holy and sanctorum is the possessive plural. Hmm. Holy of holies. Yeah, that's Sanctimonious, interesting. Sanctimonious, in my opinion. Yeah. Uh yeah. So there's those. In that library was this Darkhold book, which is basically it's the book of it's called it's known as the book of sins or the book of spells. It's basically like the most powerful book in Marvel comics, you know? Uh, and it's like an ancient book that has spells and unbreakable powers. And uh, the book is made of dark matter from the hell dimension, which kind of also leads to Mephisto again. Yeah. Uh, so she might be in cahoots with Mephisto and somehow stole it from the sanctum. Um, so I, that could also, that it could also tie in Dr. Strange too. And uh, he's going to realize the book has been stolen. Um, and, which it's it's interesting that he's not already here. By the, I know by why would he time. not know? He knows everything going on, unless Agatha is purposefully blocking him somehow. Could be. Um, but we also have now Monica is photon. Monica Rambo is photon, so yeah. she's probably going to be the big hero of of the show. Um, so maybe she'll have some role to play with getting Doctor Strange in. I don't know. Yeah, and let's hope that they still decide to bring in reed richards yeah or somebody somehow uh, they got to bring in i there's got to be one okay so here's the thing when uh who plays vision the actor paul bettany paul, paul bettany. bettany he was interviewing uh, in a lot of different interviews for this he has mentioned that there's a big actor a big like luke skywalker level cameo at the end of this show like luke skywalker was from mandalorian there's a big uh, cameo coming. There's an actor he's never acted with before. So it can't be Doctor Strange. So it can't be Doctor Strange. Although, actually, he hasn't acted with Doctor Strange on screen, so it could still be Doctor Strange. He's acted with Thor. So it yes. can't be Thor. No, so it's somebody he hasn't acted with. He's somebody uh, he also said he um, causes fireworks with, whatever that means. So it could be a big clash. I don't know. He uses that word fireworks in every interview, though. So there could be... In the original Fantastic Four, uh, well, it wasn't fireworks. I guess it was just a bunch of glowing and sparks and such when they were using that machine to reverse, try to reverse their powers. Yeah. So maybe not that, but... I don't know. Um, but I'm hoping it's like somebody like Professor X or Magneto, maybe. Magneto would make sense because kind of bringing in that she's he's the father of Wanda and Pietro, but Professor X would also make sense because it's he's the one that brought Wanda out of House of M. So that'd be kind of cool. Someone from the X Men, maybe maybe Fantastic Four, but we know somebody big is coming. So you know, it's interesting if uh, if Mephisto is the main villain coming into view um, in WandaVision. I'm reading, now I know Wikipedia is not a scholarly source, but <laughs> um, it's probably edited by people who know what they're talking about with this in mind. Yeah. Um, it's at the bottom of the section on Mephisto's powers and abilities. It says, Mephisto is known for acquiring souls but cannot subjugate the will of another being without the victim's permission, which is usually done with some form of pact. 
Um, I don't know about the last part of that, but the fact that he has something to do with souls um, and the connection um, or association between a person's soul and their mind um, and the fact that Wanda's powers come from the mind stone and have to do with telekinesis and telepathy. Um, I don't know. I think that that's more than coincidence that he's going after her in particular if he is. Yeah, I think regardless, there, there's got to be a bigger villain at play here than Aga, Agatha Harkness. Yeah, and I think that it would... Marvel would do well to not try to do things the same way twice um, where you kind of hint at a Thanos type character and then take 22 movies to work up to the final conclusion um, I don't know f as far as formula what you would do differently but I don't know people are smart and smarter than me with that room in mind so yeah I had to plug my laptop in <laughs> I thought Max were immortal. <laughs> no, they still die. I was in 20%. But we're good now. But yeah, I don't know. I feel like every time, every episode, there's more questions unanswered. <laughs> they add answers, to yeah. the confusion. Which necessitate more episodes of The Talking Nerds. You're right. Yeah, what are we going to talk about so we're <laughs> once WandaVision is over? <laughs> Uh, Falcon we'll and Falcon. Winter Soldier. Yeah. yeah, but that I guess that is next month. So, and we got we always got Godzilla vs Kong. And <laughs> <laughs> the Snyder Cut. Um, we got but yeah, plenty of material. Needless to say, I'm very excited for the next two episodes, and they're supposedly supposed to be an hour long each. Let's hope yep. they stick to that. I saw somebody on Twitter. Um, sorry if you're listening, um, but it was still funny regardless. Um, they tweeted that they thought that it was supposed to be an hour long and felt cheated. <laughs> I was like, well, if you didn't pay attention closely, they said the last three episodes. Um, so eight, nine, ten, if it's going to be ten episodes long. So really quick, going, going back a bit, um, yeah. I was reading this theory about um, how a bunch of different clock faces that were seen in the, especially the fifties and sixties themed episodes in WandaVision and including that Strucker watch commercial mm -hmm. that the different watch hands were shaped in a way um, to spell out X-Men um, hmm. like the, the, um, the positions that the flag uh, it's called the flag semaphore system. Oh yeah, you know what that is with mm -hmm. you know the people they hold the flag for the navy, positions. yeah, to um to spell out stuff. Yeah, that these face the faces of these watches were spelling out X Men. That makes sense. I'm just curious, why did they cast Evan Peters if he's not going to be Quicksilver? What's the point of that? To mess with the fans' minds. Yeah, but are they going to use him then? To actually introduce Quicksilver again? Maybe the real Quicksilver is being held hostage somewhere and they, Malfisto is taking his form or something. Or... Yeah, I don't know. He's a, um, he's a scroll? Or, or what are they? A scroll, yeah. Yeah. Um, could be. I doubt it, but maybe. So if he's held, okay, so they could go maybe he actually is Quicksilver and he's just being manipulated by Agatha, which would be lame, but whatever. Or he, the other thing is he is somebody else like Mephisto, but then the problem is Evan Peters has to play Mephisto then instead of Quicksilver, which is like, why did you bring him in as Quicksilver if he's just going to play a different character? Then you'd have to bring him back uh, Aaron... Aaron Taylor. Taylor Johnson. Aaron Taylor Johnson. Yeah. Which is funny. Uh, excuse my language, but there was a, a reference that he said Jack. Which, if you've ever seen the Jack movies. Or, sorry, not Jack. Uh, Kick. I meant. <laughs> oh, <laughs> totally different movies. I'm Johnny Knoxville, and this is Kick. 
Johnny Knoxville. Okay, those movies are hilarious. But anyway. Kick <laughs> Kick is a superhero parody movie or whatever. Or is this it's I don't know if it's a parody, but it's a superhero movie and it has Evan Peters and Aaron Taylor Johnson and they're the main two actors. I didn't know Aaron Taylor Johnson. Yeah, so that's kind of funny. The two Quicksilvers were both in characters in this movie. And so Aaron T- or uh, Evan Peters is the one that says kick in that episode. And then Wanda's like, kick Like, she thinks about it. <laughs> it's, so it's kind of like a playback to the fact that they played the, the characters. It was a kind of cool Easter egg. I thought that was funny. Do I have to put the explicit sign on this episode now? No, just with, like, the F-bomb. Oh, okay, okay. This is a family-friendly ep- <laughs> podcast. Right, one was a movie title, and the other one is a legitimate um, synonym for a donkey, so. That's true. <laughs> Johnny well, Knoxville. Usage does matter. Johnny Knoxville, I don't know how that man is still alive. He's gone through so many like surgeries and like near-death experiences those are hilarious though yeah most of them are really gross but yes some they're, of them are, they're hard to stomach sometimes yeah like like gosh <laughs> <laughs> well, like the guy that's running on a on a treadmill <laughs> oh no <laughs> there's an elliptical i thought was it elliptical um <laughs> well, the sweat that got pulled into a cup and somebody had to drink this guy's oh. sweat <laughs> Oh, or the one <laughs> I don't remember that. No, this guy's no, in a there porta potty one. and gets launched into the air. Oh, that was the best. <laughs> that was the best. Because oh. he goes into zero gravity and you just see the, the poo like Oh my we, goodness. We swim around him. Yikes. Um no, no, no. This was this was like <sighs> this happened. It's like the guy had like a um uh, like an air hose hooked up to his mouth and nose, and then somebody else was like farting into it or something like that. Um, and so he just he had to breathe it in, and it was apparently gross. But most of those are gross. Um, well. although you know some was it was a Jack when when they have the guy who's carrying like a tray full of bowls of soup. And he goes around the corner, and this giant hand comes around and slaps him, and makes like makes him fall over. Is that jackass? Yeah, they do that to several people. Um, or like you run up behind someone, and you just take this massive like water balloon and just squelch it into their face. But they play it back in ultra slow motion, and you just see the thing just, just <laughs> yeah. like balloon around their face, and then burst, and then the water, and it shows their face kind of like contort and like. Yeah. In the third one, there's <laughs> there. It's not even gross. It's just funny. There is an airplane. They had an actual jet with the turbines going really fast, and they tried to run in front of it, but they they were, someone just trying to have a picnic, and everything on the table just goes flying. It was so funny. They throw a football. And it goes, <laughs> uh, so good. We should probably stop saying the name of that movie because I don't want to get this podcast flagged. Um, uh, yeah, we're really off topic. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> what were you about to say, Nick? Uh, anyway. I don't think I was going to say oh. anything. Never mind. But yeah. Anything else to add? I don't think so. No? All right. Well, next time we talk, <laughs> it'll be WandaVision will be done. Wait, really? Yeah. Because there's two more episodes. No, there's three more. There's two. two more. There's only nine episodes. No, they said the last three episodes were going to be hour-long episodes. Well, they lied because this last They lied episode to me, too. was only 30 minutes long. Not even. Wait, yeah. where did you hear that they were only going to do nine episodes? Uh, That's what they announced. I mean, Thanks. you could look it up, but pretty sure. I mean, yeah, I'm pretty sure there's only going to be nine they could easily sum up the rest of this show in two more episodes. I don't I don't actually see how they could do a third episode. I feel like it'd be a little stretched. So But yeah, anyways. I guess that's all for today. <laughs> We're really tired. We had a long day. We moved 
Tim out of his mom's house into his own apartment. So yay, Tim. Yay me. Um, <laughs> I'm not vain. Um, <laughs> according to uh, inverse.com, yes, there will only be nine episodes. I was wrong. Yep. I sit corrected. Good. <laughs> well, well, with that said, well, well, we're doing like a Midwest, a Midwest goodbye, goodbye with our podcast. <laughs> Record for an hour, take 45 minutes to say goodbye. Yeah. And on the stop button recording. Yeah. Well, we'll see you guys next time, we'll see you next time when we talk about all things Marvel, DC, and Star Wars and other current topics in Nerdum. And every once in a while, Lord of the Rings. We'll see. Yes. Maybe next time, but see you guys. Mm-hmm.